Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets discern the bridge. For those who don't know, I am covering a 38-part series entitled God, Me, and the Dissertation. Within this series, my aim is to provide encouragement, insight, and tips that I implemented as I went through the graduate school process and I'm sharing some things that I wish I would have implemented. And feel free to check out parts 1 through 16 if you haven't already. The motivational aim, discern the bridge, is a useful tip anyone I believe can utilize. And when I say discern the bridge, what I'm really saying is distinguish and perceive if the structure you are using to cross over to your goals and your destination, is that structure useful for your journey? Is that structure something you need to utilize to continuously cross over from point A to point B? Is that structure something that you need to cherish? Is that bridge, is that structure something you need to burn up? Is it something that you need to abandon, leave alone, or reject? It's also important to distinguish if that bridge or that structure was put in place for you by God. And if it was, is that bridge or that structure for a season, a reason, or a lifetime? In order to identify the structures in your life that are favorable for you in your voyage, discernment is key. Listening to God is key. And applying wisdom to the understanding God gives you is imperative. Discerning your bridges can include discerning the bridges one has with their family. Remember, what is a bridge? A bridge is a structure providing or carrying a pathway or roadway over an obstacle. So going back, there are some scenarios in families where someone is going through an obstacle, something that impedes progress or achievement, something is interfering with the progress of something. And there are people and families who serve as bridges for someone going through a tough time. A friend can serve as a bridge for someone to get to point A to point B. To point B to point C time and time again. A spouse can serve as a bridge. A co-worker can serve as a bridge. Helping someone in some way, shape or form. Bridges, really, they're everywhere. A bridge could be the kindness someone shares with another person going through an obstacle. A bridge could be a divine connection. Jesus is our bridge. And there could have been times in your life where you've served as a bridge to help someone. It's in one's professional, academic, personal, and social life where one can identify bridges. When we discern the bridge and the reason for the bridge, that's great. But the problem a lot of people go through is if they don't discern the bridge, they travel on time and time again 
through the obstacles and trials of life. They could get familiar with that bridge and not appreciate that bridge. Where they don't see it as a point of relief and safe passageway. They just see it as, oh, this is just something common. It's always here. The bridge that a person travels on could be the very thing helping them to advance to higher heights and new levels. But what happens when and if someone does not discern the bridge? What if someone does not take the time to discern the structure of the bridge? They're not evaluating the makeup of the bridge. They're not discerning what it takes for that bridge to be there and serve them. They're not discerning the accessibility of the bridge, the location of the bridge. What would happen if that bridge were not there anymore? Oftentimes, and it's sad, it's a sad reality, but some people are not discerning their bridges. Some of these bridges are placed right in the very areas exclusively for someone to bless them. It is when somebody doesn't appreciate what the bridge represents. They don't appreciate the functionality of the bridge. They become too familiar with the bridge, as I mentioned previously, and then they abuse the bridge. They take the bridge for granted. They're looking at the bridge like, ugh, this old bridge. Why can't it look like the other bridges? But they won't put their time, they will not put their resources, they will not put any attention towards the bridge to make it shine. They just use it and complain about it. And they just keep walking on the bridge. They keep using it. They keep crossing the bridge as they continue to advance. But they start despising the bridge. That is a major problem. Now, some of you serve as a bridge in someone's life. Some people are too familiar with you. And what if you're too familiar with someone else? Somebody might think, oh, this bridge, talking about you, oh, this bridge will always be there. They don't have anything to do. And to evaluate and do some introspective evaluation Are you looking at people who serve as bridges in your life thinking, oh, they don't have anything to do. They're always there. Are you not being appreciative about the bridges God put in your life? Just like some people are not appreciative of you. They're not appreciative of the bridge that you provide for their advancement. They think, or some people might think, that just because you serve as a bridge in their life, that you'll always be there. You have nothing to do. You have nowhere to go. You're stationary. They can't see you any other place because you've been there for so long. Not understanding that God is doing construction projects day in and day out. He's moving stuff left and right. God has a team of developers Divine connections are happening where you're about to be transported, but they don't know because they are disrespecting and not discerning the bridge. And the same thing goes for us when we look at people and think and assume that they'll always be there. 
they'll always allow me to cross over them, not in a disrespectful way in some cases, but they'll allow me to use the resources that they provide for me to get to where I'm trying to go. The sad thing is when someone looks at a bridge, a God-honoring bridge, and they think that the bridge has no value. And they interpret that since the bridge is stationary, sitting there, staying there, day in and day out, that that bridge has no ambitions and goals. That bridge doesn't want to advance. I mean, I'm all it is now. Even though they crossed that bridge time and time again, that bridge helped them to acquire what they have. But they're too good for the bridge now. They're just too good for it. So they can't even stand to go that route that they were taking to get everything that they have. Oh, they don't even want to go that route. They want to go to the bridge in the main city where everybody can see them, this big fancy bridge. But it was that old, steady bridge that held up between any storm where they crossed over, they accomplished every one of their dreams, and that bridge stayed steady. That bridge held up. That bridge went through a lot to make sure that it was in place for that person to travel back and forth to do what they needed to do. Some people are not discerning their bridges. And then some people think that since a bridge is staying put and following God's guidance of remaining stationary for a time that, I mean, you were made for me to walk on anyway. See, they used to travel on the bridge. They were appreciative of the bridge at first. But pride started getting in. They start thinking highly of themselves, a false sense of self-importance. And instead of walking on the bridge, appreciating it, they just, oh, I can't stand this bridge. Ugh, goodness, this bridge gets on my nerve. Now they're just walking all over it, not even walking with care, dragging their feet, scuffing it up on purpose, and not in a hurry. Bringing stuff on the bridge to wear the bridge down that has no beneficial value for the bridge or the person traveling, just doing anything to cause problems. See, at first, when they got to their location or they were trying to get to their destination, let me say that, they didn't know what path to take. They didn't know what route to get on. They didn't even know how they were going to get from now to later. From B to F. They had no idea. They were looking for a bridge. Divine connection is what they call them. They were looking for an opportunity, bridge. That's what we call them. They were looking for breakthrough. That's what we call them. They were looking for the right person at the right time, in the right place, bridges. That's what we call them. They were looking for that. And then God opened up their eyes and led them to a bridge. God led them to a structure to help them 
fulfill the vision of advancement for the kingdom. But somewhere down the line, they started getting acquainted with people talking about the bridges that God blessed them with. Oh, you walking on that bridge? Why are you going that way? Why don't you go to this bridge across town? Because that's the bridge I'm on. Oh, that's what I do with this bridge over here. I mean, that's a small little bridge. I mean, you really have to go that way and you have to travel through all of that. Why not just go over here and it's just an easy, breezy ride. I mean, straight shot. Sometimes God sets bridges in our life that are away and isolated from people. So we can travel on that bridge. And then we have this trail that we're walking on. It might be cluttered. It might be something nobody knows about. But during that time when we're crossing that bridge, we're praying. We're trusting God. We're depending on him. Our relationship is strengthened every time we cross that bridge because there are no distractions. All we can do is talk to God. All we can do is pray. All we can do is sing praises to God and lift up God's holy name and recognize who God is and thank God. All we can do is just continuously tell him how grateful we are and how faithful he is. That's all we can do as we cross that bridge, going through that trail, that long route. It wasn't a long route when God provided the opportunity. It was a bridge. We were thankful. But as I said earlier, Somewhere down the line, something happened. Something happened where somebody started disrespecting our bridge that God set up. And we didn't discern it or somebody did not discern it. And they start talking down on the very thing God blessed them with. Because somebody didn't see what God brought you through and what you were praying for. How was an answer to prayer? When a person does not discern their bridges, when they don't discern the bridge, what happens is they prematurely cut off their own access. And then time goes by. I don't know when it will happen, but when it happens, the person will feel it. They will experience it. And there will be some consequences that they have to live with. The aim is to not disrespect the bridges God blesses us with. We don't need to jump bridges. And I am not saying that a person will or should use one bridge to achieve every task in life for the rest of their life. I'm not saying that. Because they're going to be new bridges God guides you to. But in the event where God wants you to discern a bridge, appreciate a bridge, bless a bridge, acknowledge a bridge, don't despise a bridge. And to use the bridge that God set up for this time, it's not wise to jump bridges, leave where God told you to travel, to go travel somewhere else where his covering is nowhere near. That's what I'm talking about. So don't get it twisted. Some people 
It's sad, but they'll even burn the bridge that God blessed them with, not realizing that they thought everything they needed was on the other side of the bridge. So they feel like, okay, I'm going to go cross this bridge. After I cross this bridge, I'm burning this whole bridge up because I don't need it anymore. I don't need this structure anymore. And as soon as they burn the bridge and they're on the other side where they thought that that was the end for them, the structure to their development was still in the bridge. There was another level they had to go to. And they had to use that bridge to get there. And then that bridge was supposed to be used to get people to them so they could impact. But they're stuck now. And there's no way to cross over. At least at that particular time. Now they have to wait. Go back to the drawing board. Do some internal and external pruning. Well, God will be doing it. And now they have to wait. They have to wait when God does his pruning process. And then God could create another bridge for them to cross over. Or he leaves them to their devices. And they have to go cross over on a bridge that was never for them. And of course, as I've stated earlier, there will be times in your life where you won't need certain bridges and you won't have to travel those bridges anymore. But God will give you the discernment on that bridge and the functionality and the time limit or the expiration date of the bridge. And then there will be some times or some bridges that you need to burn down because that particular bridge is where the enemy is using tricks and schemes in order to gain access to you and your family and those you love and your opportunities and your goals and your dreams. So in order to cut off entry where Satan does not have an inroad in someone's life, they have to burn up some things, burn up some lifestyles that serve as a bridge, access where things are crossing over that shouldn't cross over into their life right now because God has pruned them. He's continuously pruning them externally and internally. So some things have to be burned up and cut off where the access is denied. The way to discern the bridge is in constant prayer. Praying constantly to God, the Father, reading his word, and being a doer of his word, a disciple of Jesus Christ. And you hear about people burning bridges all the time. Burning and tearing up bridges and relationships. They're damaging the financial bridge to keep them and their families afloat during hard times. Some people are disassembling professional bridges out of season. And then there are some people who value a bridge. They see what the bridge offers. And they see the impact that bridge has in their life. And they'll go fix up that bridge. They'll invest in that bridge. They'll be mindful of who is walking all in and over that bridge. They're discerning the importance of the bridge and thanking God for the bridge. And they're really thanking God for the bridge. They're thanking God that he created the bridge. He thought enough to allow them to cross over the bridge time and time again. And then they take it a step further. They ask God, Lord, bless me so I can serve as a bridge in somebody's life. Lord, bless me so I can bless this bridge. 
Now, no matter what area and aspect of your life, bridges are important, especially the ones God reveals to you as important and to be treasured. And what a dangerous situation one is in when they abandon the structure God built for them to walk on and cross over as they work on advancing their life and doing what God called and commanded them to do. A person can limit their own advancement if they tear up, burn up, and disrespect the bridges God set before them. I am not saying that God will not bless someone and restore them if this happens, but it does put a delay in one's original vision, one's original goal, one's original target. Because now they have to deal and live out the consequences. Anyone working on a goal, discern your bridges. Anyone aiming towards a target, discern your bridges. Anyone working on any assignment, any research, any dissertation, discern your bridges. And I strongly suggest to never get comfortable in the academic or professional environment thinking that you and your professors are buddies or you and your boss are BFFs, best friends forever. Discern your bridge. Discern the bridge. Your academic career and professional career are structures to get you from one passageway to the next. It's okay to be cordial with people, but thinking that the bridge owes you something and getting comfortable on that bridge and sitting on that bridge swinging your legs? No. The bridge is used to pass on and pass through, not to sit on, play, and stay. Yes, it's important to appreciate the bridge. Thank God for the bridge. But you have some targets you have to meet. There's some things you're aiming towards. The bridge owes you nothing. The bridge is on an assignment, just like you are on an assignment. The bridge is doing what it needs to do, and our aim is to do what we need to do. And I witnessed some people in the academic setting really thinking that their professors, their deans, their department chairs were their friends. They were friendly, but they served as a bridge. Some students went beyond the scope and function of the bridge. And when the bridge stayed true to its assignment, people became angry. For example, a dissertation chair serves as a bridge for a doctoral candidate. The dissertation chair's job includes serving as a supporter, a supervisor, a leader. And as I said in earlier episodes, dissertation chairs assist candidates through the research phases. From prospectus to the dissertation defense, the dissertation chair serves as a bridge in the selection of the committee members, encouraging candidates to set realistic timelines. That's just to name a few. But if someone doesn't discern the bridge for the structure it was set up to do and think, well, my chair needs to do my research. My chair needs to speak to me every day. My chair needs to give me their phone number so that I can have access to them 24-7. 
My chair needs to just write my dissertation for me. My chair needs to not correct me at all. My chair needs to agree with all of my ideas, even though I don't know what I'm doing. My chair needs to stop giving me advice that I don't want to hear. My chair needs to speak to someone on my behalf to just give me my degree. My chair needs to. My chair should. Why doesn't my chair just, ugh, forget this bridge? I'm going to another bridge. And I'm asking another bridge to be my chair. I'm burning this bridge down. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Somebody didn't discern the bridge. They didn't discern the structure of the bridge. They didn't discern the functionality of the bridge. And they misinterpreted that bridge. They thought that that bridge that they were on, they would have the same access to another bridge at a different location. And if you've seen one bridge, they think that, okay, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. So I just manipulate my way over the bridge. And they didn't discern the bridge because bridges are built differently. Now, they all have the same function, but some look different. Some can hold things differently. And some were created to be able to address certain unique features that some other bridges couldn't. One bridge could have been concrete, or one bridge could have been made out of wood planks. Another bridge could have been made out of rope. When someone does not properly discern a bridge and they leave a concrete bridge that they could walk on and travel on smoothly, and what they do is they go get a demolition hammer and tear up that bridge only to find themselves having to make their own bridge out of popsicle sticks. And I've witnessed people do this. I've seen it happen in higher education. I've seen it happen in families. I've seen it happen in relationships. I've seen it happen in just interactions with people. I've seen it happen at work. I've seen it happen in the professional sector. And you've probably seen it too. You've probably seen it happen to you. Somebody did not discern the structure that you provided. They did not discern how you served as a bridge in their life. And all they did was cross you and walk over you. You've seen it too, I believe. But in the academic sector, in school, higher education, most Educational administrators identify this when somebody does not discern a bridge while they're in school. They identify this, some identify this as academic suicide, where someone did not discern the bridges set in place to help with their educational academic goals. Instead of looking and discerning the bridge, they just start tearing stuff up, burning stuff up, jumping from one area to the next and causing problems for themselves. Discern your bridges. And it has nothing to do where they had to jump a bridge, where they had to relocate to another bridge because people were doing something to them that was malicious. No, it was. it's not that. Not in these cases. Because 
in a case like that, God will create another bridge for you to go over. Because no weapon formed against you will prosper. All things are working together for your good. He's supplying all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So if anything happens where somebody's doing something to you, God has already created a stream in the wasteland for you. Another bridge. Another passageway. Now we're talking, or I'm talking about a situation where God gave you a bridge. He blessed you with the bridge, but or not you, not you, a person. He blessed a person with the bridge and the person messes up the whole thing. Just start tearing stuff up because they're impatient. They're prideful. They're angry. They don't want to do it this way. They don't like process. They want instant results. They will commit academic suicide. If we take it to the professional arena, they're committing professional suicide. Relational suicide. Messing up relationships, just killing relationships off. Where nobody can talk to them anymore. Nobody can deal with them anymore. Because they just keep burning bridges. And the dissertation chair example is real. Now... If there is an issue where people are doing things, as I touched on just a minute ago, where somebody's doing something that's immoral, is lacking academic, personal, professional integrity, of course that bridge isn't for that person anymore. And you have to move bridges. Never travel that passageway again. But when someone has an expectation outside of the structural scope of educational advancement and process... And they are talking loud and reckless, going off on faculty, going off on deans, going off on advisors. It's going to be a problem because people talk just like you talk. People talk. Word gets out. And now it's a situation where someone really can't help them. They're just tolerating them. Don't do that. There are some people who burn bridges in the academic arena with their very own classmates. Think about the people that you possibly burn bridges with and the people who burn bridges with you. Now, when people burn bridges with you, you might be the person who just, okay, (laughs) you burned it and you're going to relax somewhere. You're not even worried about that. You're just going to go serve somebody or help someone cross over to the next level who appreciates you. Don't allow emotions to stop you from discerning your bridges. And don't allow pride to stop you from discerning your bridges. When the bridge is demolished, it's demolished. I mean, you can pray, Lord, I need a bridge, but it won't be that bridge anymore. And it won't be that bridge that same way. God will have to do a new thing. And there's no telling how long that new bridge and that new thing will come about. And then you don't know where that new bridge will be. It could be in a thicket somewhere. And all kinds of birds, like you hear in the background that you've never heard before, they're shouting out, flying at you all aggressively. And you find yourself running on the bridge. You can't even walk in a comfortable pace because it's so uncomfortable to deal with all this noise. And you feel like somebody watching you. And But those are the consequences associated with not discerning the bridge. Demolishing a bridge God set up in your life to develop you and deliver you 
will cause a delay in what he has planned for you. Dissertation students, if you have an issue with the committee member or dissertation chair, I would recommend that you converse via email before meeting face-to-face. Clearly ask your questions to receive and gain clarity. Some people allow the frustration of what's taking place with this major assignment get them to the point where they are not utilizing discernment and they start causing damage to the bridge. So a tip I have for anybody who is overwhelmed, they feel like things aren't moving fast enough, they feel like things aren't working out, they're frustrated, converse via email as much as you can so you can screen some things. Another tip, if you have any questions on the structure of your dissertation and your progress, it's always a good idea to ask your chair and then discern if the uncomfortable feelings you're experiencing have anything to do with your chair supporting you as you are expanded outside your comfort zone towards discipline and greatness. Sometimes a doctoral student or a student period, no matter what level you're on, shoot from daycare to professional school, from daycare to the workforce, when we are learning things, and it can happen when you, you know, being raised by your parents or your loved ones or your caregivers, when you are learning something and you have to develop and you can't do things like you used to do because you're growing, you can think or you feel like people are being hard on you. What's going on? No, it's a new level of responsibility taking place. So as an adult or a young adult, it's important to discern those feelings and see, is this something where it's a real problem or do I just have a problem with it because I have to grow out of something? I have to expand my thinking. I have to expand my horizons. My goals are set entirely too low and somebody is telling me to raise my standard and I'm getting the attitude behind that. Discern the bridge. Another tip, don't compare your progress with others thinking that, oh, so-and-so is moving to the next phase and they have this dissertation chair, they have this boss, they have this teacher, they go to this school. So since I've been on this section or in this area for this long, an additional week, a couple of days, I'm ready to move forward. I need to go get another chair. I need to go jump bridges. Don't do that. So-and-so, whoever's saying that they are advancing, they could be lying to you. They could be lying because they are looking at how far you've advanced and they could be jealous of where you're going. So they're trying to one-up you. So since you're already going through growing pains or a person is going through growing pains, somebody tells them something that sets them off and they're ready to go jump ship, jump bridges, not discerning the bridge while the other person is walking on the bridge slowly. Don't do it. Some people could be jealous that you have the bridges in your life where you can cross over and they want to create problems for you. They want to. 
So they'll say anything just to get you off, to distract you from your goals. You have to ask God for wisdom and discernment and revelation so he can reveal to you who's lying about these bridges that they're crossing. They could be saying, oh, I travel on this extravagant looking bridge, but they are traveling on a bridge similar to yours. And then some people are saying that they're crossing over bridges and they're in programs and they're advancing in life. And you mistake, or a person might mistake them as, man, they're always here. They're always doing something. They're always moving about. They're moving a shaker. Yes, they are moving a shaker. Yes, they are at the institution you're at. Yes, they continuously talk to you about how they're advancing, how they're moving forward in the program, how many months they have left. But... What if God reveals to you that they're just walking around with their little rolling backpack with a suit on and an earpiece in their ear and they have some books in their hand? They see you, they talk to you, but what if God reveals to you that that person that I just described, they're not even enrolled. They're not enrolled. They don't even go to that institution. You're enrolled. You're about to graduate. And you could be talking to somebody who never took a class the books if you really evaluate the books in their hand you find out that they're not even books at all they're cereal boxes you have to ask God for wisdom and discernment before you lose it or somebody loses it comparing themselves with people who they're just playing make-believe they're playing make-believe and when they see you, they're so interested because you're another character in their imaginary play. Discern your bridge. Discernment and wisdom is key. Another tip. There are some people who leave good situations thinking that somebody else's chair or somebody else's teacher or somebody else's job or somebody else's family is nice. But let me stay on target with the school example. Some people leave one chair, one advisor, one boss, one mentor. They leave one chair, the person who's helping them out. They want to go to the next person because the one I have, you know, they just keep challenging me. I got to get out of here. I'm going to leave this chair and go to the next one. Now, that comes with some major consequences. One thing that could happen if a person burns that bridge and they tell their chair or their boss or whatever, hey, get lost. I don't want you anymore. I mean, I'm just tired of doing all this research. And I mean, I think I should just graduate by now. And everybody else is advancing but me. I'm just, I don't like your style. I'm getting out of here. And then they leave. And... They go to this chair who they thought would be so nice to them and would help them just move forward. And that chair lets them know, okay, um, I really don't have any time to even serve as your chair. That's one example. Another example could be, let's say that chair accepts them and serves as their chair. And that chair lets them know, okay, I'll get to you when I can. Now, I understand you in a timeline, but I have a timeline too. So you in queue right now. You see how they thought or assumed that they were really going to do something? They did not discern their bridge, and this happens in life, period. It doesn't matter what 
circumstance or aspect of a person's life. This is in, this happens. It happens. <laughs> People do this. They don't discern their relationships. I think I said that in the beginning of this podcast episode. They don't discern their own relationships. Romantic, family, they don't discern it. They think, oh, so-and-so has this, and they're doing this. I'm going to leave you alone because you're not all that. Bad mistake. Bad mistake. But jumping back to the school example, with all of the mess I went through, I stayed put. I didn't have a prompting from the Holy Spirit telling me, you need to leave this bridge. Even when my dissertation chair died, I didn't burn the bridge with the dean when she made the decision to set up another bridge for me to cross over on. Even though I was overwhelmed and I felt like, oh my goodness, I don't want this bridge. I just had to be quiet. I felt the prompt in the Holy Spirit to just shut up and see. Let it play out. Don't do anything just yet. You have to test the Spirit by the Spirit. We've got to test this bridge. Test it. See, I've seen people actually just do this. And of course, just not in school, in real life. And I'm sharing with you that this not only happens in the dissertation phase, but even the coursework phase. There are some horror stories where people burn bridges and try to come back and they were told no. And in that no, it was a delay. And what I mean by that is if a person burned the bridge and they didn't discern the bridge and they tried to come back to the bridge and try to talk to the bridge, in this case a dissertation chair that they rejected and they burned their relationship with, they didn't receive an automatic no or an automatic reply. Sometimes they had to wait a significant amount of time before they even heard a no. So they were in limbo. Some people got the point, but some people didn't. And I witnessed somebody let the chair know, I'm out. I don't want to do this with you. And the chair's response was, okay, there's no coming back either. And he said that because this person had a small pool to pull from. And some professors were not willing to serve as the bridge to help some students through the process like he did. Now, they had their own process. I'm not saying that they were not going to help the student, but it wasn't going to be the way or in the style that he was doing it. And sure enough, they tried to come back because they couldn't get a chair. And the chair let her know, I, I'm, I have too many students. What's your timeline? Oh, I don't know if we can meet that timeline because I have to get these out. These have been on a timeline with me. I got to make sure they're out because you just came in. You have to discern the bridge. And the scripture I would like to leave you with is 1 John, the fourth chapter in the first verse. And it states, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. I wanted to share this scripture with you to reiterate the importance of discerning the bridges in your life. We can't go around blindly believing what we see. There are some people and some things presenting themselves as structurally sound bridges 
for our eyes to see. But if we go test that bridge, if we go walk on that bridge, if we talk on that bridge, if we travel on that bridge with everything that comes with us, that bridge might not be the bridge for us. Or it wasn't made to hold us and help us cross to new levels and new heights in life. And we also can't believe that the bridges we see that God didn't lead us to or build for us. We don't need to be deceived thinking that every bridge is functional because somebody is declaring that it is. They could be prophesying a lie. Predicting and not really living out what they're saying. That is why you have to pray and ask God for wisdom and discernment because there are a lot of falsities running around here in every area and aspect of one's life. Ask God for wisdom and discernment and knowledge as you evaluate and test the bridges in your life. Are you on a God-honoring bridge that you need to keep? Or are you on a bridge that God told you to never cross? Discern the bridges in your life because that is very essential. Remain encouraged as you discern your bridges. Thanks for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download God, Me, and the Dissertation, a 38-day devotional. On the site, you can order inspirational apparel, and you have the option to connect with me on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target and at college underscore success tips. I do have a few Bible plans on the YouVersion Bible app that you can check out. Enjoy the remainder of your day. Thanks for including me into your day. Peace and God bless.